Just one sec, guys. Here's the espresso I made for you. Wow, Lee, so excited to try out your espresso. Who's that? What's up? What are you guys doing? I was just making a nice espresso. Would you like... No, Lee. You'll all have to try Death Wish coffee. Kurt, isn't that the world's strongest coffee? Fuck yes, it is. Oh, man. It tastes great. Just explosion of flavor in my mouth. When I try Death Wish coffee, it feels like Jesus Christ himself washing down my throat. But, Kurt, this is a lot of coffee. You must have spent a ton of money on it. And not just American dollars, but Canadian money. Fuck, no, I didn't. I used coupon code 3 Greeners and I got 10% off. You can too! <gasps> In a world of lame, nerdy podcasts, one, no three, and maybe sometimes more nerds, will rise to the challenge. We hold these studios accountable. We celebrate the amazing feats of cinema. We sometimes rage out. We are the Three Angry Nerds Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Three Angry Nerds Podcast. And by astounding coincidence, there's only three of us today. Look at that. <laughs> we understood the task. Uh, with us, as always, is Spark. How's it going, Spark? I'm good. Only going to be here for a short time. Got to practice that first dance. Getting married next week. So, oh my God. Wow. down to the wire. Wow, look at that. Look at Congratulations, that. man. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, it's an exciting time. You, you, you have any, you, you feeling good about it? You feel a little nervous? A lot of nerves, you know, a lot of moving parts. I just want everyone to be there on time and healthy. So, that's a big thing. And then uh, back from Mexico, Adam. How's it going, Adam? Doing pretty well. Still, uh, yeah, I was down in Mexico for a few weeks there. Um, I came from 30 degrees weather to like minus three weather. So it's a big change. Still climatizing. But uh, yeah, it was a good time and happy to be back. Yeah. Well, and, you know, I always say. You know, when in doubt, that's what alcohol's for. Helps warm you up on these. <laughs> that's true. Can warm up the insides to. <laughs> yeah. The other day I was like, or yesterday when I was drinking, I got outside and my girlfriend's like, it's so cold. I'm like, I'm feeling pretty warm, but I also had like so much alcohol just, just keeping me warm. So. <laughs> cool. We're gonna jump into it because uh, Disney did not take a take a break with the news, nor did most of these. Companies, I think they're all getting trailers out in preparation for Avatar because they know it's going to be a big thing. So, um, yeah, one of those trailers was the Guardians of the Galaxy three volume or Guardians of the Galaxy volume three, whatever you want to call it. Trailer, um, yeah, looks looks solid. Adam Warlock's finally in the MCU. My favorite character. I'm very excited. Um, yeah, what did y'all think of the trailer? Looks good, you know. Drax still doing Drax things, hitting that girl with the ball. It's like he, he never learns. Yeah. Um, we only got a little bit of Adam. He was doing some sort of move, uh, in a in a fight scene that was interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll 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 let you guys say more. Yeah. What about you, Adam? There's a character named after you in this movie. <laughs> yeah, I know. I keep hearing my name and thinking. It's like, no, other Adam. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, I mean, I thought it was a pretty good trailer. Um, it, it was very montage-y, uh, with a lot of, like, these kind of, like, visually stunning shots. Uh, so I'm, I'm not, like, entirely sure what the plot of the story is, but maybe that's a good thing. It's just kind of enough to, like, whet your appetite. Um, and definitely looks a lot less colorful, I think, than the other Guardians movies. Um, like, more grays and blacks, and even all their suits are just kind of... Just kind of standard like blacks jumpsuits um so I, yeah i don't know you kind of get this feeling like this is kind of like almost like it's a funeral like this is like the end of the guardians kind of thing and mm-hmm. it's uh i i get i wonder if it's going to be a little bit more mature in tone than the previous ones have been um i know the second one was very jokey yeah. um maybe this one will be a little more a little more serious or but I'm I'm intrigued. Definitely, I mean, I'm definitely going to be there to watch it. Day, opening day, and it'll be James Gunn's, I guess, last outing in, in the MCU. So I'm sure he's going to go all out with it. I think he said that this movie's going to be, like, the saddest movie, which to me says there's going to be a lot of death. I mean, Yes. Mm. That's what I was about to say. Yeah. So, yeah, okay, so those those vibes are, are on point then. Yeah. I mean, he had that, uh, you know, that shot of Chris Pratt. I'm sorry, I can't think of Star Starman uh, <laughs> of uh, Star Lord of Chris Pratt screaming, and like that looked like a death scream for sure. Looked like he was mourning. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, I don't know if this is a misdirection. It, it could be. James Gunn is isn't shy to those, but there was a heavy focus on Rocket in the trailer, which. Mm-hmm. often uh, which leads me to believe that we might be seeing the last of Rocket Yeah. Um, because anytime someone gets a lot of attention <laughs> yeah. uh, they're either uh, a high emotional point or a low emotional I mean they're either a high success or a high emotion mm-hmm. and uh, I think he's going to die I might cry watching that raccoon die. <laughs> I'm like, let's take oh, a look man. at whose contracts are up pretty soon here because uh, yeah, there's uh yeah. There's a few people that I'm like I, I could see them dying in this movie. I I kinda feel like Star Lord himself would probably be safe, but like I could see him just retiring and just being like I'm done. But like I do think Drax could potentially die. I mean Yeah. I think contract wise. Yeah, and also, too, like, his story is largely wrapped. I mean, you know, plus, like, his whole thing is that he his family got killed, so, like, reuniting him with his, with his family and death would be very, like, thematically on point there. Yes. Um, yeah. Rocket, too, sure, I could see that. Like, I don't know, there's a few, few, few contenders, but, uh, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, and of course, Adam Warlock, who... He's always like I've, in the comics I've read. Like he's always been one of my favorite characters. So uh, he's been teased way far back, even back to like the first Guardians movie, and mm-hmm. uh, it's been quite a long time to get him on screen. But uh, I was a little, uh, I was a little trepidous when uh, Adam Poltier got uh, cast. But seeing him in the little bit, I was like, okay, he seems all right. Probably wouldn't have been my first choice, but I, I, I'm, he's growing on me here, slowly but surely. So, cool. 
Well, that is coming uh, May 5th, 2023, so we don't have too much longer to wait. Well, okay, half a year, but it's coming. Uh, Avengers villain Ultron may make his long way to return in an upcoming live action or movie or TV show. Uh, this comes from Cosmic Circus. They posted a thing saying that they knew that Ultron was coming back, but they didn't know when or where, so... A little vague as to when we can expect to see him, but I don't know. I kind of buy this. I could buy that the Ultron wasn't actually destroyed. I mean, he was a sentient AI, so you can tell me that he uploaded himself to some USB flash drive or something, and that's where he's been for like the last 10 years. I'd believe it. Sure. Maybe a television <laughs> show. Yeah. I'll charge. I'm thinking maybe because isn't like uh, the new Vision getting his own show too or something? Yeah. Yes. I, I could definitely see him like kind of popping up in that then maybe. Because I think that show is about like them kind of unraveling Vision and like diving into him. So who's to say you're not, he's they're diving in there and they don't find Ultron in there somewhere, right? Like I don't know. It, I I yeah I think that would be a really like clear like oh. Yeah, he was there this whole time. He's just been biting this time. Sure, I'll buy it. I mean, we got a lot of villains coming their way in the MCU. We've got, uh, you know, potentially Ultron coming back. We've got uh, Kang coming in a few movies here. He's going to be a big villain. And then, who, you know, people have been saying Doctor Doom could show up too. And I'm like, oh my gosh, there's just so many villains coming, but... Uh, speaking of Marvel Studios uh, and their slate, uh, reportedly making major changes. Uh, this comes after Bob Iger got reinstated as the CEO. Uh, phases five and six will return to quality over quantity and quote-unquote expect shifts to release schedules for some projects, changes in media formats for others, and in most and in the most extreme and unlikely of cases, a postponement or outright cancellation of a project that could not be suited for uh, towards the multiverse saga. So, yeah, they're they're cleaning up shop. I think Phase 4 was not very <laughs> successful for them. Um, and they're, they're cleaning up shop, which I, th I think is a good thing. I think most people agree, even if you disagree on, like, individual movies, that by and large, Phase 4 has been pretty uneven for uh, a phase of Marvel movies, so... Yeah, this makes sense. I'm happy to hear this too, because yeah, as you said, Phase Four had a lot of misses, a few hits, but um, yeah, hopefully that they focus a bit more on kind of where Phase Five and Six are going. I think that's what really helped the original three phases. Is like it was all we all knew it was all leading up to you know Thanos and Infinity War. It's not really clear where the MCU is even headed right now. So yeah, yeah. they're not connected and that's part of what's pissing people off. This is like these one off stories. It's like in the end screens don't tell you about the next it used to be the end screen told you about the next movie or like mm -hmm. the next two movies. But yeah. every end screen in phase four is unrelated to anything happening that we're aware of. Like of course it is, hopefully. <laughs> but 
like Black Panther is a great example. Love that end screen, but like, I don't know, just put that in the movie, right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, this isn't the point of the end screen is to kind of tell like a separate story, not to just, oh, here's three minutes we didn't want to put in the movie, but easily could have been. Yeah. yeah. And they've said kind of like, oh, well, you know, uh, like for various different reasons, they're like, oh, you know, like we didn't want to do this kind of post-credit scenes for this kind of post-credit scene. And I'm like, you know what? In my eyes, once, once those initial credits roll, you can do whatever the fuck you want. I mean, you can have, uh, I don't know, Adam Warlock pouring tea for Mantis or something. Like, I don't know. It, to me, it's like, I, I don't get this idea that they try to make the uh, post-credit scene kind of, like, jive with the entire movie. Because once it, the movie ends, like, yeah, you should probably put some effort in to make it all connect. But, like, I you know, I'm totally fine with the movie, or with the post-credit scene being more in line with a movie coming out rather than trying to connect to the movie that I just watched. Yeah, it should be like a teaser for the next project. Yeah. I see. Um, yeah. So, hopefully I I expect them to make some small changes. I don't think it's going to be like oh my gosh, everything got canceled, but like we saw Armor Wars, for instance. Armor Wars was supposed to be a TV show and they upgraded that to be in a movie. So, I think they're going to make some changes like that or even like some of these things they're uh, there's rumors that they're going to turn them into those um, special presentations that they've done for the Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special and uh, Werewolf by Night, where it's just like a less than an hour long. I mean, some of these projects probably could benefit from that, to be honest. Do some of these need to be 10 hour long shows or a three hour long movie? Probably not. So. Cool. Uh, Daredevil Born Again cast the mini saints of newark star michael gandolfini in a mystery role don't know who he's playing although most people seem to be like he's got to be playing kingpin's son right like he looks a lot like james gandolfini or not well yeah obviously he looks like james gandolfini but he looks uh quite a bit like the guy that plays kingpin so a lot of people are saying like oh he could easily play vincent d'onofrio vincent d'onofrio that's it yeah i don't i don't know maybe Maybe or maybe he's just playing a playing a random villain or something. I don't know. I could see that, but like he also could just be like his henchman or something. Yeah. Like right hand man kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. As much as I had I'm still kind of uh oh, oh you Oh go ahead. Oh, I was just saying uh I'm still kind of cautiously optimistic for this for this series. Just based on the introduction of Daredevil and She-Hulk, it was a little like, okay, don't really know what kind of direction we're going with him now. Well, it's funny because, like, I, I've i seen the mini sites of Newark, and I, as much as I had some issues with the movie itself, like, his his performance was great, so I'm all for this. He was great, so. But, yeah. I did look it up, and apparently um, Kingpin's son in the comics is a villain, so, I mean, they could put him in and actually have him be a villain. And if he wouldn't just be, like, some whiny little brat throughout the entire movie or something. So, yeah. Was, was kind of curious. I'm like, does Kingpin have a son in the comics? I don't know. Maybe? And then I looked it up, <laughs> and yeah, he does. So. All right. 
Well, on to some less great news. This Marvel star, Mohan uh, Kapoor, who played Miss um, Marvel's dad, uh, has been faced with sexual harassment and misconduct allegations from a minor. So that's awful. And oh, jeez. Yeah. So. Was yeah. this like a on-set allegation kind of thing, or just like not not related to the show? Not related to the show, but apparently it happened over like social media and text messaging, and like he was asking her to send him pictures and stuff like this. And, uh. Yeah. So, yeah i mean to be fair you know it hasn't been proven that it's true or not you know a lot of times there are allegations and they're exactly that allegation so could uh prove that he uh didn't do these things but obviously i think marvel's gonna take him very seriously um you know so there's a there's a chance that he might not come back for uh any upcoming projects which i mean if he did do this then yeah good don't bring him back but it's just a, a tough situation either way like i know some people online have already like condemned him and stuff and i'm like you know what like it's so easy for someone nowadays to be like yeah this person did this and it's kind of like okay well where's the proof you know i'm not saying that he didn't do it but i'm kind of like oh, let's maybe see some see some text message threads before we start you know condemning the person entirely so sure but yeah yeah. I agree with that. I guess we'll find out more what happens, but yeah. Some people are obviously very upset. It's like, oh, like, he has a character who was very kind and nice in the show, and then you find out the person who plays him is potentially, at least, not, not as much, so. Alright. On to something a little more friendlier and wholesome. The Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny trailer. Indiana Jones is back, and we'll see if he can jump from one truck to another. I have my doubts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. It, I, I, I was, I have, I have been on the fence with this new Indiana Jones movie. I was like, I don't know if I'm gonna like it. I'm a little cautious, but man, when that trailer came on and the song played, I was like, all right, you, you got me, you got me, fuckers. I'm gonna watch this. I'm not a big. Uh, I've never been a big Indiana Jones guy. Um, but I'll see it. Probably not in theaters, but I'll see it. Yeah. Makes me wonder if the originals are on Disney+. Plus. But I'll have to check that out later. Because I would like to watch the originals before the new one. Definitely not Crystal Skull. I can definitely skip that one. Because I remember that movie very vividly. And not for the best of reasons. Uh... Definitely hit the nostalgia. And... Yeah, I really hope it doesn't repeat the mistakes of Crystal Skull. Um, yeah, man, Harrison Ford, just he's getting old, man. Like, <laughs> I was surprised he could even crack that whip around without cracking his back. Like, <laughs> but I bet we're gonna get a lot of like old man jokes, and well, they're probably gonna CGI him or have the stunt doubles in there with some of the action scenes. So. I'm a little surprised too, because I'm like, he's getting up there in years, and he's taking on these roles. Like he's coming back to do Indiana Jones, and he's going to be in um, the Marvel universe too. So I'm like, dude, like you're getting close to retirement age. Like you're you're gearing up more than ever. But yeah, we'll see. Yeah, he's like, I think he's 80 now. Yeah, 80 years old. Yeah, yeah, he's crazy. Still, still keeps with it, I guess. Um, yeah, 
so looks good uh it's coming june of uh, next year so coming up quick uh the mandalorian season three will arrive march 1st so that's exciting more mandalorian and uh i don't know I know people were a little upset because they were used to watching Mandalorian at like the tail end of the year and beginning of the new year, but you know, March 1st is around the corner. It's not too much of a wait. It's season three, part two after the Boba Fett. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've already forgot about Boba Fett. The sooner I can forget about that disaster, the better. <laughs> Uh, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. We're getting uh, a trailer on December 13th, so that'll be good. Uh, that's oh, yes. that's probably in my top five anticipated movies of next year. So, As much as I, I know I'm going to watch it, I do want to see a little bit more. I do want to see, like, oh, what are the, are the other universes they're going to bring in? What are some of the other things we can expect to see in this? So, bring it on. I'm very excited. I did not know we're getting a trailer that soon. Yeah. <clears throat> well, they showed off like a little bit of footage a while back, but yeah, I remember that. It was kind of like kind of one scene where he's swinging through kind of one part of the movie. Yeah. And then you see Spider-Man. Uh, was it the twenty ninety nine show up? Yeah. So. But um. I'm I'm hoping maybe there's a bit more of the plot to this trailer like maybe you detail a little bit more of like what we can expect to see in this movie so that would be good but yeah that's a little little more than a week away but yeah all right on to some dc news uh james gunn prompts kingdom come speculation with his latest social media post so posted something like we're making we're planning things over at dc and then he just posted this picture of kingdom come and of course everyone was like oh my gosh make kingdom come please get alex ross <laughs> to do the art for the poster and all of them like i don't know before i before i burst some bubbles adam you think we're gonna see kingdom come? <laughs> uh i mean yeah so this could be very cryptic because the image i mean he's like we're making plans and literally the image it's from kingdom come but it's like with, with superman and they're all gathered around the table and, and they're all like making plans like within that scene so it could just be kind of a meta thing um but i don't know i mean i don't think i, I don't know for like i don't know how a straight-up adaptation of kingdom come would, would would work with kind of what's been established in dc so far I mean, I guess you could take elements from it to kind of adapt it. Um, otherwise, if you're going to do Kingdom Come, it'd probably have to be, like, entirely its own thing with, like, like, and then, like, a whole new cast and everything, like, just to set it apart. It's kind of like an Elseworld thing, but yeah, I don't think they would do that. I'm pretty sure James Gunn, and they're all planning on how to, like, actually make a coherent, unified, like, DC universe. Um but yeah, I mean, I, there's elements from it that they could adapt. Um, it's a very popular graphic novel from DC. Um, so, yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah, I, I feel like this is just him just being like, what image can I find that looks like people planning things? And then people just read far too much into it. So. Yeah, that's probably what it is. 
Although I did see Gun, he po I think it was on some other social media. He posted an image of Lobo, uh, Lobo from DC, just without any contacts, and I was kind of like, "Ooh, that's that's a cool character. I would like to see his movie in DC." I mean, to be fair, I think James Gunn's got a great idea where he just posts these random things and sees how people respond. I mean, maybe in his eye, he didn't initially plan for to make a Kingdom Come thing, but now he's probably like, "Oh, maybe it might not be." A bad idea like I, I don't think it's gonna i don't know if it's gonna happen but you know maybe the interest from these posts will kind of define for him like what you know he maybe considers for the projects that they do so i mean if it was gonna happen in dc it would have to be like pretty down the road because yeah. the story pretty much involves like superman coming out of retirement and like having to deal with all these like young superheroes that don't really have like as straight a moral compass mm -hmm. um and it's kind of this generational conflict between the old kind of superhero guard and the new kind of the new kind of nihil young nihilists and stuff you know and <coughs> so i don't know you you could do that but it'd probably have to take some time to build up yeah uh, we'll see how it goes i'm just i'm excited to see what they have planned Uh, Blue Beetle. We got a poster for that. And yes. WB was like, boys, you're going to see it in theaters. We ain't putting this on any HBO Max or whatever. So, you know, <laughs> yeah, that's good though. Uh, you know, I, as much as some people might be a little upset, they might not be able to watch this on HBO Max day one. I'm like, I'm okay with that. I love the theater experience and I have no qualms with seeing a movie in theater. So, yeah, bring it on. I'll see Blue Beetle when it comes out to later this year. Yeah, I'm super into it. And DC, I mean, as long as no stupid freaking delays come, we're supposed to get Flash, Shazam, Aquaman, and Blue Beetle next year. So they have a real opportunity to uh, reestablish themselves if they don't mess it up. That's true. That's a, that's a pretty big slate. Pretty decent slate if they can keep to it. Yeah. What I thought was funny, too, is, like, nobody, like, so this came out of the CCXP out of Brazil, and um, DC did not announce that they were going to be at there, and they just randomly showed up. They were like, hey, here we are. I'm like, I love it. They just, you know, Marvel made a big thing of, like, yeah, we're going to be here, blah, 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 and everyone kind of knew they were going to show some stuff, but DC just kind of, like, watered on it, and they were like, yeah, we got a Blue Beetle poster, but it's still generating some buzz, and it shows that people are still excited for their projects, so, yeah. Bring it on. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited to see my boy, uh, Nigel from Cobra Kai. <laughs> yeah. Finally get, get a big, uh, big role for him, so. Yeah. I think he'll do good. And then uh, some other bit of DC news. Warner Brothers is closing a deal with Amazon to develop new DC animated content. So that's cool. A new outlet for uh, DC uh, animated films and shows and whatnot. But I'm kind of like, I'm a little surprised they didn't just go with HBO Max. They already have that yeah. streaming service. So Confused by that. You literally have one. And Amazon is not... Uh, like 
Amazon Prime. I mean, I, this is. I don't know anybody that speaks highly of the streaming portion of Amazon Prime. I'm not saying they don't exist. I'm just saying I do not hear people that are like Amazon Prime, such great content. Yeah. 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 It is odd they didn't just go with HBO Max, but I, I, I think it's something to do with money issues because I know they're strapped for cash and they're kind of shopping these projects around. Oh, that's um, a good point. Maybe they need, like, liquidity. Yeah. And I guess to Amazon's credit, the the anim the animated projects they have done, like uh, Invincible, um, and then there was very that good. other fantasy one. Yeah, they've both been very good, so... Uh, if if it's that kind of a quality, DC oriented, I'd, I'd, I, yeah, I'd be, I'd be curious to see what they do with the property. Yeah. Uh, and I think they mentioned too. I'm looking at the press statement they put out, and they did re say that HBO Max is going to be their first stop, but they're saying that like, they're kind of exploring different avenues for different content on. Amazon Prime as well, so I guess it doesn't totally eliminate that you're going to see some stuff on HBO Max, so that's at least reassuring, but it kind of makes me wonder, like, yeah, why don't you just put all of it on HBO Max, like, I understand that they maybe want to have some strategic uh, partnerships as well, so, but it's like, oh, well, you have HBO Max, you think just putting everything on there would be in line with, you know, what people would expect, like, I'm sure there's a lot of people that subscribe to HBO Max so they can see all the DC animated content on there. So it seems a little weird to diversify, but yeah. I'm guessing there's some kind of money, financial part to this that will, you know, make it a little bit more obvious why people are doing this, but yeah. Uh, okay, we got some other trailers. Transformers Rise of the Beast. Beast Wars is back, never left, childhood reinstated. Um, yeah, no, this trailer looked. I, I always am a little bit trepidous with these Transformers movies because they always look really good in trailers, and then you watch the movie and you're like, oh. Uh, uh. But so I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't be that excited for this, but man, it looks good, and I'm a big Beast Wars fan. I loved that show as a kid, so. I'm, you know, say saw Cheetor and uh, Optimus Primal, and I was like, oh my gosh, it's happening. But Spark, I know you watched the trailer. You're you're pretty hump or pumped for it too, right? Yeah, I similarly like Beast Wars. Like the animated show is actually what got me into uh, Transformers more. Um, so I this when I heard that this was announced like last year or whatever, I was so excited and uh, you know I saw Bumblebee and I was like, okay, this is a bit more grounded. Like I could I could deal with this. You know, it's not like I love the film, but it's like I sort of like the idea we're not going larger than life here because all the other Transformers. I mean, like I can't tell you what. Like, I know the Shia ones because of Shia, right? Yeah. And I know Megan Fox was in one, the first one. <laughs> and, and I know, uh, spoiler alert, duh, 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 like Optimus dies in uh, 
the last one. Yeah. Not like not Bumblebee with one before that, whatever, like Fallen Kingdom. Anyway, they blend together, whatever I'm in, but uh, I'm not, I don't have my visually, I have high expectations. Like Transformers, argued, like I would, I would argue confidently, like the Transformers movies are still like some of the best C- CGI real life um, combination. Like it's, it's, laughable how bad sometimes the like superhero product is when you see what they were doing Mm -hmm. um 15 years ago so i expect visually to be impressed and story-wise to be well not disappointed but for it to maintain the the level i expect yeah yeah with me and beast wars it was always playing growing up because i was more into the toys than the show like i would collect all the toys and i was like yeah and now he's a shark. Oh, now he's a robot. When you were a kid, like, that, that like, it was like a mob puzzle. Like, how do you get this to work? But it was awesome when you figured it out, so. Um, yeah. Well, that's coming next year. Uh, I think it's coming in June as well. Uh, we got another trailer for Super Mario Brothers. And, uh. A little bit more references to the games and stuff like that, including a Mario Kart reference. Like, not even a reference, but it's just a full-blown, here's Rainbow Road in this movie. I'm like, all right. All right, you got me curious how they're going to fit this all in. Maybe he'll have a, uh, a match of tennis or, as well, or a match of golf or something. Who knows? Yeah. Do you either, do you watch that trailer? No. No. Uh, I did see this one, yeah. We saw Donkey Kong. Um, it's kind of weird that he's fighting like two dimensionally too, like the old classic video games, you know. Mm-hmm. But he's like in three D, moving like two D. I'm like, <laughs> it's like okay, whatever. Yeah. Guess if you think it too that they're gonna probably. I have a feeling there's gonna be a post credit scene in this where they set up a Donkey Kong movie because they had like Cranky Kong sitting on the throne there, and I'm like. I could see that. I would love a Donkey Kong country movie with Diddy. That I would go see, no matter what. Yeah. <laughs> if well, I, if it, I, I don't want to say no matter what, but like you'd have to really mess it up for me not to see it. <laughs> Especially if they did the Donkey Kong rap for this Nintendo 64 game. I would 100% go see that. <laughs> oh, that, that just got me so excited. I mean, when we saw... Amazing. <laughs> the detective pikachu everyone was saying like hey like this was good like let's let's and then sonic right so it's like okay we're like building a smash brothers universe let's go yeah uh and then i heard a rumor that they're doing a street fighter like uh like like real live action um so uh, you know and let's see let's see what we can do Um, and then final trailer, the cocaine bear trailer, which just destroyed the internet because <laughs> the movie just looks ridiculous. I mean, the bear swallows like an, a, like a pound and a half of cocaine or something. Like it's ridiculous. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, inspired by true events. So, you know, Adam, did you watch this trailer? I, I did. It looks awesome. It looks like way better than you would expect a movie called Cocaine Bear to look. 
Um, yeah, I'm, I'm surprised some of the talent they even got involved in this too. Like, Same. it just it looks, yeah, it's crazy. You know what it kind of reminded me of is like that, like those old school '90s movies that were like creature features, kind of like Anaconda and stuff like that. Yes. Yeah. So I like you know what? like it freaks. Yeah, like stuff like that. Uh, obviously, it's with a bear who's digestive cocaine, which makes it even better, arguably. So, I mean, it looks super funny, super fun. Like it, it gave me crank vibes as far as uh, kind of uh, someone being fueled into uh, just absolute anarchy, which I love. Crank, both of them actually, crank and crank too. So. I mean, I'm I'm going. <laughs> like, I'm not gonna let someone spoil. I mean, you can't spoil it, but I'm not gonna like read reviews. I'm in. Yeah. I definitely want to review this movie. <laughs> I don't know who's distributing it, but I'm sure we'll get a screener of some type. So. Okay. Uh, James Bond producers may be eyeing Craven the Hunter star Aaron Taylor Johnson to play the next 007. Uh, call the bitches. We said this on the podcast. We're like. Did. Who would That's be right. great to play James Bond? Aaron Taylor Johnson. Very dark horse uh, candidate mm. to play. But, yeah, definitely. And you know what? I would have probably said no to this until I saw Bullet Train. Yep. After seeing Bullet Train, it's like, okay, I'm convinced he, he could do this. Yeah. No, that's. The, I think we literally said that on the pot. Like, that... that because I 100% agree. I'm like, no, this dude's got it. Like, he's he's got that thing. And he, he would play a bit... Like, Daniel wasn't suave the way, like, Pierce was. Mm-hmm. So I feel like uh, they he might be trying to marry the more serious Daniel and the more hijinky, but, like, I'm still here to have sex, Pierce. Mm-hmm. Like, which I'm, I'm, I'm with it. Yeah. I, like, sign me up. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, I just, I don't know, this came from a tabloid in the, in the UK, so, I don't know, might also just be bullshit, but I'm like, man, the fact that they're just, they're, they're reiterating what I've, what we said on the podcast, I'm like, yeah, give me it, I, I want it, so. Maybe some producer was listening to us and was like, hey, you know what, that's a good idea. Let's, I should watch <laughs> Bullet Train, wow, I should bring this guy in. Um. <laughs> But yeah, no, I mean, obviously there's a lot that would go into, like, who's the writer of a movie, who's the director, and all this other stuff. So there's still, like, if, if he did get cast, like, there still would be a lot of question marks as to, like, what do you do with with this kind of uh, uh, actor and character. So, I don't know. I, I still, like, I, I think it would be great, but I'm also like, yeah, like, who, who would you bring bring in to direct this like martin campbell bring him back he's done a few of these um yeah so but yeah i guess we'll find out i have a feeling we're probably going to find out who the new james bond is by probably early next year sometime so we'll see uh ang lee to direct bruce lee biopic starring ang lee's son so a did not know ang lee had a son and b did not know that he looked like bruce lee but here we go Did not know either of those things either, but um, <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. His name's Mason Lee. 
and looking at them and I'm like I, I guess I could see it yeah okay I mean it's a bit of a stretch but I kind of see it here yeah the right age at least yeah so yeah um yeah I, I, don't, I don't know what else to say I'm like okay cool Ang Lee is a great director I'd be down for this uh, and then we got some boys casting news. Uh, season four of the boys, we'll see Simon Pegg return to play Huey's dad. And then Rosemary DeWitt uh, joins the cast as Huey's mom. So I guess we're going to explore a little bit of Huey's backstory. A little bit. So That'll be exciting, I guess. I'm on board for anything the boys does. I mean, we reviewed season four and season four was... Or season three, sorry. And season three was great, so... I'm excited for whatever they bring. Heck yeah, dude. I'm all bought in. Uh, yeah. Right. I gotta step out. Uh, right. Good luck with the rest of the old episode, gentlemen. Uh, and I did, like, get over it, but uh, we'll talk... Or, sorry, I did, like, set it up. <laughs> I like to get over it, too, but that's a movie from the 90s. Uh, <laughs> but... Uh, See y'all later. See y'all later. Well, see you next time. We're not done this podcast. What was I about to say? See y'all next time. No. <laughs> no. I, well, I won't see you next week, but the week after. All right. All right. See yeah, buddy. See ya. See ya. And uh, with that also, too, that's the end of our new segment. So we're going to take a quick break, come back, and we're going to review some movies. Hey everybody, it's Curtis from the podcast, letting you know that we're brought to you by Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime's got amazing content such as The Boys, The Expanse, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, Goliath, and so much more. Don't have to take our word for it. Go try out a 30-day trial of the service. See if you like it. If you'll want to stick around, they've got low introductory rates for new users who sign up. And you're going to get a ton of other Amazon Prime benefits. So sign up today and check it out. Thank you for your time. All right, we're back. Sparks getting ready to get married, and uh, we're we're here to talk about some movies that are coming out. So, uh, the first of which was Violent Night. This is the new um, Christmas horror action movie, uh, starring um, David Harbour as Santa Claus, and boy oh boy, is he a violent Santa Claus. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I was, uh, getting excited for this and I was looking forward to seeing it and then I watched it and I was like, okay, this could have used a little more time in the oven. Um, I think my main takeaway with this is that it seemed like a lot of the ideas that they had developed were not fully formed. Like it seemed like the script might've been a little rushed just because there were some story concepts and ideas that were like quickly kind of glossed over and weren't fully formed in my opinion. Um, in particular, like just certain character development moments and stuff like that. Like it's just, there's some stuff that gets like kind of started and then they drop off and it just never really felt fully formed to me. Uh, that being said, I mean, this is supposed to be like a, a dumb horror action Christmas movie. So I think to a certain degree that could be excused, but 
it got to the point where I was actually getting quite frustrated with the movie. So I wasn't really like my, I wasn't able to check out and just be like, Oh, this is dumb fun. Uh, it was getting to the point where I was like, okay, like you're kind of taking away a little bit too much from this movie. Um, there were some great lines though. Uh, like I like, there's so many good one liners in this that it, it almost kind of redeems it a little bit. Um, I think a lot of people won't be quoting this movie for, uh, for quite a long time, including my my favorite line from the entire movie: "Bah humbug, motherfucker." Um, so, it's I don't know. I don't think a lot of people are gonna be like, "Oh my gosh, this is a Christmas classic. I'm gonna watch this every year." I think most people will probably forget about this movie after hours after seeing it, but it's it's serviceable uh, if you can turn your brain off, but I think even if you do, you're still going to be asking yourself questions. So I don't know. I'll give it like a six out of 10. It's, it's like I said, serviceable. I think some people may enjoy it a bit more than others, but I think people regardless are going to be able to at least see the flaws, whether you acknowledge them or not, or, you know, they're a big issue for you. That's another thing. But I think most people will at least, um, you know, at least be able to, uh, you know, at least be able to find some level of enjoyment in it. So, cool. Um, and then there's Willow. Willow is the um, kind of like the new iteration of uh, the Willow storyline or the the movie that came out uh, in the '80s. I think it was. Um, and yeah. This definitely plays like a nostalgia fest, for better or for worse. I think for people who are fans of Willow and all that other stuff, it it's good. And I think it works well enough as its own thing that people will enjoy it as well. It definitely kind of fell into a few traps of those kind of nostalgia shows. that I, It just felt cliche in times where it was like, oh, there's a hooded figure that comes and they reveal themselves and it was a known character and all this. And there's just a few moments where I was rolling my eyes and just kind of being like, okay, like, uh, felt a little cliche in spots and a little, um, I want to say redundant in terms of like, I don't know, what, what was your ultimate goal in this? I still think it was enjoyable, even if there were like some moments in this that didn't really surprise me and they felt really kind of, I don't know, cliche and redundant, but I, I still think people will enjoy it if they like kind of fantasy elements and stuff like that. And if you've enjoyed the original movie, I'm sure you're going to get quite a bit out of this. Uh, for me, even though I've seen the original, I, I still kind of felt like they could have done a bit more to make it a little bit more engaging and interesting. So I'll give it like uh, a 7 out of 10. It is okay. It's just, yeah, it was, for me at least, lacking um a good amount of kind of just stuff to kind of make it interesting and make it more you know buzzworthy in 2022 than i was otherwise expecting so yeah it's on disney plus though so you can check it out go check it out on the old d plus all right uh the whale is finally out i'm going to talk about it as well but adam you've also seen it as well i did went to see the whale uh, Brendan Fraser's big comeback. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it 
This is definitely a Darren Aronofsky movie. Oh yeah, um, 100%. Yeah. Um, I don't know where to start even. Like, it's kind of, I, it's very sad, kind of tragic, kind of story. Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of kind of like really dark moments and just uh, some kind of unsettling and kind of like body horror. Um, but you know, Brendan Fraser, he plays it so well that like you really can't help but have empathy for this character. Um, even despite how much he's kind of screwed up his life and, you know, everything's just such a mess. Mm -hmm. um, but you, you really feel for him and you root for him. Um, yeah, and then, I don't know, at the end there's a bit of a happy moment, kind of a kind of Aronofsky's kind of classic kind of moment of, like, human transcendence. Um, but I, I, I don't know, there's parts, too, where I thought this movie could have been better, like... I think some of the Moby Dick allegories were a little too simplistic and mm. a little too on the nose. Yeah. Um, and there, he's kind of just repeating this essay to himself, like the entire movie. And it's kind of, it doesn't really gain any more significance or meaning really with each time at all. Yeah. Until the very end, I guess. Um, and also, I found the side story with the religious guy, the preacher that was coming to his door all the time. I, I thought it was a little bit longer than it needed to be. Um, I mean, really, the whole point of that was, I guess, just to show that the daughter was a good person, too, and cared about people. But it's kind of like, we didn't really need all that to show that. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so there, there's a few kind of meandering kind of things in it, but... If you're, <laughs> it's not a very happy movie either. But it, I don't know if you're if you want to see some good acting from Brendan Fraser, it's it's it, that it delivers on that. Um, and there were a few funny moments too. I think some interactions between him and his uh, caretaker. Um, they're very they had a very close friendship. Um, There's some good banter between them too, which I enjoyed. Mm -hmm. I, 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 like, absolutely, like, for the most part, love this movie. I think what really broke it for me, though, was there were, like, there were, like, just, like, a couple moments where they made, like, some cheap fat jokes in this. And I was like, this didn't seem like the kind of movie for that, you know? Like, just totally just <laughs> seemed off on a few occasions, so, um, yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah, I felt that too, where there was scenes that were trying to, like, you feel really sorry for him. And then there's other scenes that are kind of poking fun at his, at, at kind of the weight in the situation. So it's a little, I don't know. Yeah, it's a little uh, uh, kind of unbalanced in that way. Now, I will say, like, for me, it wasn't, like, a lot of moments like that, but it just kind of felt like, okay, you're going for the cheap, like, cheap joke and it's like it just didn't seem like the kind of movie to be doing that so um but it doesn't happen often i think there was like two or three moments and it didn't ultimately impact too much of what i thought of this movie but yeah um yeah what would you uh give this movie a score of i'm gonna give it a seven and a half 
It's like I was almost gonna give it an eight, but I was I don't know. I just I don't think I would watch it again. Mm. That's the thing. I think I've seen it once. I feel like okay, I saw the you know and that was kind of enough. Yeah. Um, and really, Brandon Fraser was the best part of it. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, but to be fair, the whole rest of the cast was really good too, and they're all really trying, and the emotion was really there from everyone. Um. But, yeah, the movie is kind of like a little bit of the sad closed circuit, and I just don't know if I want to go into that again. It's um, not the pick up <laughs> kind of movie to watch. No, yeah. 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 I, I gave it a 9 out of 10 originally, and I don't know, despite what hang-ups I have, I think I'll still stick with that. I did, I did like, feel like it was a powerful movie. Um, I don't know. I do have the right to change my opinion on that, so. Uh, yeah, of course. But I don't know. For now, yeah, I'll stick with a nine. I, I would say it's a, it's a nine that probably is more realistically a seven or an eight. I see some people go a lot lower, and they're like, "Oh my gosh, the jokes are awful in this." And I'm like, "This was kind of it was funny because those came those takes came out after I had seen the movie, and I'm like, I agree that there is some jokes in this that are just like." kind of inappropriate for this kind of a movie but you know I, I i don't think it really was as frequent as i was as others might think so yeah i don't know um cool and then the last review is neil young harvest time uh this is a it's sort of in line with that beatles uh, documentary that came out on Disney Plus like a year or two ago uh, with it following Neil Young uh, and his crew as they filmed themselves while recording an album and uh, yeah it's just kind of like a fly on the wall kind of thing and I think if you're a fan of Neil Young you'll get quite a bit out of it even if not if, you, if you're just a fan of music in general and like you kind of like that kind of documentary style there's a lot to like here uh, also a good amount of weed so you know, there's that as well. Um, yeah, I think uh, for the most part, I enjoyed it. I, I do kind of think that it drolled on a little bit in spots. And I think that's kind of just goes with the nature of this kind of stuff where it's not going to be this tightly edited thing that, you know, feels like, um, you know, a, like it's not really like a movie per se. It's just like footage that they've kind of just put together and put out. So um so yeah i do kind of feel like it's it's not going to be for everybody but i i enjoyed it well enough that um yeah i'll give it like an eight out of ten uh you know i think it i think your mileage may vary a little bit with this but i enjoyed it well enough for what it was okay all right uh yeah um oh uh adam did you watch the set it up movie club this week uh i didn't really get a chance just because i i flew in from mexico like on wednesday and Fair. didn't have a lot of time yeah i had a lot of work to catch up with too so that's fair yeah, i didn't quite make it this week i was gonna say we were gonna go into that segment but i'm like oh well i don't think we really need to so you know we can, we'll skip the movie club this week and um yeah i think trying to see what the next one is 
Um, yeah. You know what? We'll do uh, the Day of the Beast next. That's a holiday classic. All right. Until next time, everybody. Bye for now.